Welcome to the Tech Bytes podcast, and today we're talking about how to get cloud agility on premises. Our sponsor is Pluribus Networks, and they've brought along partner IT Renew. IT Renew specializes in providing high-performance rack-level infrastructure, and they've got an interesting approach to delivering gear for customers looking to build out private clouds. We're going to get into that approach as well as how Pluribus's SDN software fits into the picture. Our guests are Mike Capuano. He is head of technical marketing at Pluribus Networks, and Eric Rydell, senior VP of engineering at IT Renew. Eric, let's start with you and IT Renew. Can you give us some more context about exactly what you're delivering in terms of infrastructure and how? Yeah, so we're delivering uh, hyperscale rack infrastructure. So we deliver racks of compute, storage, and networking based on OCP design. So OCP is the Open Compute Project. And uh, our customers are able to roll those into the data into their own data centers or service providers are able to put them in their data centers. And it basically allows folks to create uh, on-premises private clouds for, for various kinds of workloads. So the, the thing here is that you're actually selling equipment by the rack, not so much the server, you know, a server here, a server there. This is rack scale delivery of, of infrastructure components. That's right, yeah. So one of the big benefits of the learnings of, of the hyperscalers from the large uh, service providers over the last five or oh, 10 years is that the the more integration, the more kind of risk you can reduce before the hardware gets to the data center, the better off. And so as a result, we we work with proven designs, but then we also pre-integrate everything into racks so that the power, the networking, the cabling, mm -hmm. um, we can even preload software when our customers um, want to do that. And so our, our kind of commitment to our customers, our goal for our customers is 60 minutes from truck to workload. So you can roll the rack off the yeah. truck. I like that, right? Because I actually am a big fan of this buy at a rack at a time. Although most enterprises are a bit like miserly old men going, here, have a server. Now you can have another server and you can have another switch port. But yeah, I'm much big fan of the rack scale type approach myself. Yeah, and it re just reduces a lot of the risk, like I said, yeah. so that you don't end up with with a bunch of cardboard and you try to plug something in and and this this plug doesn't fit into this. Yeah. And and you could have figured that all out if if someone had looked at it ahead of time. So if I, why would I get equipment from you as opposed to going to those traditional branded vendors that are out there today? Yeah, so, so our core value prop, as I just said, is delivering pre-integrated racks. But in addition, we have a bit of a unique angle on how we source the material. So mm -hmm. um, our parent company, IT Renew, so the, the rack level product line is called Sesame. And our parent company is actually in the, the business of decommissioning data center equipment. So that means that, that between 75 and 85% of the material that we put into our racks is recertified equipment um, that's, that's already been on a data center floor. So that means that we don't have some of the supply chain constraints that others have today. So I've got 50 to 65,000 servers in, in uh, inventory in our warehouses right now. And we also have a much lower cost model. Right, so think of it as a, a certified pre-owned uh, type of, of material. And so our um, headline pitch to our customers is that we can save 50% hard dollar savings compared to traditional ways of, of OEM ways of buying equipment. And if you're into the conservation green and uh, enterprise sustainability goals, you'd be heading in that direction as well because you're reusing equipment, which is in perfectly fine shape. It's just done a few years. It's just the cloud scalers are got different goals around rotating their assets much more rapidly than most people. Exactly, yeah. So the design life of a server is easily 9, 10, 12 years. And so what we're doing is we're facilitating years four through six of the usage usually, and sometimes years seven through nine. But we're well within the design life of all these materials. 
we refresh the, the storage devices, for example, because those are anyway removed as part of the decommissioning process. So we mm -hmm. have you know the latest storage devices. We can put in the latest networking equipment, the latest networking software, such as our, our from our friends at, uh, at Pluribus. And the whole thing is up to 75% carbon savings compared to buying new equipment every three years. I like that. I'm curious for for customers. Is it is it the that carbon savings? Is it the uh, lower capital expense? Is it the integration? What do you find is the, the the biggest draw for you? Yeah, so it's probably the 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 latter two, right? So certainly, you know, saving fifty percent compared to to other means of buying means that customers can either purchase twice as much computing power, or they can invest the money in something else. You know, pay their their developers or or whatever. That's certainly attractive, the cost savings, but the simplicity and the practicality of, of rolling in fully integrated racks. So we've definitely had customers tell us, you know, we're happy to, to pay full price because you're taking so much of our <laughs> secondary costs off of our plate, right? All the extra work of integrating and having mm -hmm. problems and so on. And for folks who might be wondering, you know, when I'm thinking about uh, decommissioned or recertified gear, we're not talking about, you know, there was a fire in a data center and there could be damage or water damage or whatever. You're talking about just equipment that the hyperscalers, because they want the next generation or whatever, they're just cycling through the equipment and you're taking the old stuff uh, and making it new again. Exactly. Yeah. So IT Renew, we've been doing this for almost 20 years. And for the last 10 years, we've been doing data center equipment. And so we have relationships, in some cases, exclusive relationships with most of the large hyperscalers. So Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Uber, Dropbox, Etc. And we have long time, long year uh, relationships. And so we know sometimes one year, two year, three years ahead of time when they're going to decommission. And we just take care of, of all of their decommissioning. And then that forms the, the base material that we, we use to build Sesame. We'll process between 75,000 and 100,000 servers a month this year. Wow. Okay. So what's your relationship then with Pluribus? How is it that you're using Pluribus to deliver value then to people who buy these rack scale solutions? Exactly. So, so Pluribus just literally fits directly in into the white box networking, software-defined networking for high-scale racks. So if we put in a 10-rack cluster with, um, with 500 or maybe 1,000 nodes, then the a Pluribus technology in, in software-defined networking is just the perfect solution. Right there's uh, simple to deploy, highly scalable, highly performant. The performance, the base performance, comes from the the white box hardware, which mm -hmm. is the same ASICs as in everything else. But then um, the simplicity and the the automation that comes from the software really um, allows us to meet that that sixty minutes from truck to workload goal. Right. So and that's important because once you've got racks, you just have to network the racks together. You need a switch at the top of the rack, a couple of switches at the top of the rack connectivity between them. The customers don't want to buy a rack without networking. They want to buy a turnkey solution. And we'll talk about the Pluribus architecture in just a minute because it's uniquely suited to this. But that's that's the approach, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the approach. So that's why we, we pre-qualify with, uh, with Pluribus on, on our hardware. We know that everything's going to work at high performance. And then the only thing that needs to be dealt with in the customer environment is exactly the network design and implementing the final final bits of that network design before the packets can flow. So, Mike, let's bring you in uh, to talk about Pluribus's role. And it sounds like you're building an overlay network on top of the hardware provided by IT Renew. So can you give us some background on how Pluribus works? Sure. You know, first of all, our top level goal is to align with IT Renew, effectively bringing the cloud operational model on-prem with on-prem performance. So we have the NetVisor 1 operating system and 
that runs on white box switches that it renew integrates into their top of rack those are 2500 gig uh, switches and then our os in turn powers something we call the adaptive cloud fabric which is a controllerless uh, distributed sdn software that automatically builds an underlay in the data center and an overlay typically leaf spine but doesn't have to be leaf spine and that can be inside a single site across multiple racks or it can be across multiple data centers and uh, that in fact is where we typically see ourselves deployed is in these right. multi-site configurations i want to dig into you've made three points there that i really want to dig into here quickly first of all is the heart or the or the underlay of your solution is that an open source uh, uh, a white box op nos that goes on any broadcom asic based switch which is pretty widely available from the public clouds so it renew gets the switches in the gear they retest them out check them validate them put them back in the pluribus netvisor goes straight on so i'm there right that's the operating system right that is correct so i get to use the sfps and and all the optics and everything that came with the servers and it's there, the, the, the scaled cloud, cloud providers are usually running 25 or 100 gigs. So that's great, like really state-of-the-art type stuff, way ahead of what most enterprises are using. But that the unique part about the Pluribus adaptive cloud fabric is that it's controllerless. That is, you don't need to spin up a VM somewhere to go and talk to, like the, the work that's done to build the underlay fabric and then to build the VXLAN overlay is not done in some cloud hosted or some app running on a VM. It's actually done inside of the NetVisor OS and it's distributed amongst all of those switches in the system. Exactly right. Instead of doing a controller-based software-defined networking solution where you know you need three controllers at every data center site and a three controllers of controllers to stitch those together, we leverage the multi-core CPUs built into every switch as a distributed compute platform. So if you just write the code in a clever way, you can leverage that processing power and integrate the SDN control plane right into the switches themselves. So it's, and that's one of the reasons it stretches across sites so elegantly is because you don't have to deal with the complexity of those external controllers. So the key part of the Pluribus NetVisor OS is that it's running this distributed database. So every switch that's in the defined infrastructure carries a copy of the configuration and knows its position in the configuration. And that's how it works. And that's quite unique, I think, in the industry today. I'd, I'd agree 100%. So you got that exactly right. Um, yeah. We do actually have the ability to, for those customers that are very keen on it, deploy a, the fabric using BGP EVPN. However, virtually all customers, once they experience the adaptive cloud fabric, a mm. single point of control, the ability to deploy a service fabric-wide with one command, they typically select the SDN control plane as the way to deploy and manage the fabric. And this works equally as well for a data center interconnect. That is for multiple data centers, it just scales horizontally out. You don't need to suddenly have some sort of weird arcane licensing mechanism to have this data center is different from that data center. It's just part of your solution. Of the deployments we see are across from our sites because that's where you know our solution shines. It could be uh, an enterprise deploying an active, active data center. We have a number of recent wins with financial institutions doing that. It could be uh, a service provider who's got multiple cloud or colo mm. locations, or it could be an edge deployment where, where you've got lots of micro data center locations. 
So if I'm building out a new uh, rack with IT Renew and I'm bringing Pluribus in, but I've also already got an existing fabric, maybe a BGP EVPN fabric set up, do I, are they isolated then or can I interconnect them? You can interconnect them. Yeah, that was one of the things we delivered in uh, release.one is the ability to create the fabric with BGP EVPN, or if you use the SDN control plane inside, you can use a BGP EVPN gateway to communicate with an existing fabric. You know, we have the secret sauce inside the fabric, but external to the fabric, both at the underlay and the overlay, we use standard protocols so we can interrupt any existing structure. And it's it's a very nice way to insert and get started at Pluribus and IT Renew in this case. So there's one angle about SDN controllers, which people often underestimate, and that's the visibility. So the SDN controller can give you visibility into the configuration. But what about the operational state? What about flow? What about taps, probes? What about you know consumption? What's what's the bandwidth use? Is that still in there? Yeah, that's uh, another really beautiful thing about the fabric is because of the database and SDN approach, you get visibility of every flow across the fabric between any two endpoints, and you get it having to pay for all tap packet brokers. The fabric actually can even implement a layer one uh, service to effectively a packet prototype function to distribute mirrored packets to <laughs> a, a certain set of tools. So it's, it's, it's quite nice and it's very cost effective. And honestly, when customers deploy it and they realize what they get with the visibility, they always say like that is icing on the cake for us. But you're also saying there that you can implement the, the, the pluribus, Adaptive Cloud Fabric is a packet broker in its own right. I don't need to go and buy a third-party solution and put network taps in and then connect a second, you know, separate out-of-band network to do that. Now, there are security reasons why you might choose to do it that way, but for most people, just having a packet broker to capture packets in, a, in an audited environment is enough. You're saying you can do that with the, the Adaptive Cloud Fabric as is? You can. I would say it's not a packet broker like you're going to get from a company that's dedicated and focused right. on packet broker, but it's it's a packet broker that provides 80, 20, uh, 80% yeah. of the functionality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For 20%. You know, it's not going to carry you through 120% of the use cases you might want. So that is an interesting application. People should probably contact you if they want to dig into the details of that. All right. So Eric, let's bring you in for one last question. What sort of customers are you seeing as the biggest target for IT Renews approach? Yeah, so we're, we're absolutely uh, working with service providers beyond the, the existing hyperscale, right? Bringing that, that hyperscale economics to, to them as they build out their services. We also work with a number of, of enterprises that are doing SaaS solutions and kind of recovering from the public cloud. So they're bringing applications or expanding applications <laughs> that they prototyped in the cloud. And there's, there's various reasons, whether it's cost or data governance and, and so on, that they're coming back from the private cloud using on-prem solutions of those guys out there. And the, finally, maybe the most exciting based on some of the things also that, that Mike was saying is for us is enterprises that are upgrading to hyperscale gear for the first time, right? And so we have, um, like we said, 100 gig, 25 gig by default. You know, customers ask us, oh, could we, you know, get 10 gig for less? And I said, look, we're, we're going to run with switches that are 25 gig and NICs are 25 gig. You know, if you want to run it at 10 gig, okay. But 
you know, use the new, use Why the extra bandwidth. It's going to be there. Right. Yeah. And the same thing with SDN, right? You get the benefit of SDN fabric out of the box, use the pluribus solution, and then um, it works for the first rack and it's nice and simple, quick, automated to deploy. But you can also add the second and the third and the 23rd and the 25th rack and, and you're um, into hyperscale, but bing. Eric, I like the way you slipped a shiv in there on recovering from public cloud. <laughs> Definitely done. Yeah, we we really do. We we say to our customers like we have no interest in talking someone out of the public cloud. You know, if someone's you know happy with how they're using the public cloud, because so many folks come to us and say this is the reason we want on-premise solutions, and then we just proceed from there. So we have really no bet, reason to position. And I'll bet those reasons are the same over and over and over. I think, Mike, one of the interesting things about the pluribus here is this idea that you could start with a rack or two or three and then just keep adding on. And then the network just keeps scaling out horizontally. Now, what you do with the application networking over the top of this, whether it's some sort of Kubernetes and service mesh or some sort of you know, software overlay or whether you're using pluribus to do the, 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 uh, the, the networking for you, it just seems to me like a really easy way to get into this. It is very easy. And uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Kubernetes. Um, that's actually an area where we're doing a lot of work. And we actually have a talk, I think it's November 9th at 3 p.m. Pacific um, mm. at the OCP Summit, Open Compute mm. Project Summit, uh, where we're talking about how we're enabling Kubernetes visibility for, for customers. I think one other thing I wanted to add is um, we, we have actually done a lot of work enabling service provider features in, in the solution. So, you know, it's, it's multi-tenant. Uh, we can actually slice hmm. uh, the network by data plane, control plane, and management plane. You can actually have different tenants using different tools to manage oh, wow. the slice of the network. So you can actually get have multiple, they can get access to the networking equipment and the configuration of it, even though it's a pluribus single fabric, single physical yes. fabric. Yes, we can, wow. sli we can slice up fabric where... Someone owns, you know, ports one, two, three across 10 sites, for example. Right. And, then, and then the other thing we're doing is uh, we've added a lot of uh, features like bridge domains, Q and Q, and a lot okay. of, a lot of uh, deliver service type of services. All right. Well, this does bring us to the end of the episode. Uh, Eric, if folks want to find out more about IT Renew, where would you send them? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we have, we have a link to our website. But if you just go to sesame.com, Sesame is the name of our product line, and uh, you'll see the details there. Uh, and if you want to get some more information about the Pluribus products, go over to pluribusnetworks.com. And if you want to specifically uh, get more information on the IT Renew solution, you can go to a URL, pluribus, that's P-L-U-R-I-B-U-S, networks.com slash IT Renew. There's some white papers there that dig into the details. And of course, you can find all of the social media associated with it uh, on our website. Well, that does wrap up our show. Thanks, Mike and Eric, for joining us. And thanks to Pluribus for being a sponsor. If you like this podcast, we've got many, many more. You can find them all along with our community blog. It's all at packetpushers.net. We're on Twitter at packetpushers. We're also on LinkedIn and you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.